Okay, the countdown has ended. We are, Indeed. in fact, producing content now. Allegedly so, yes. Uh, welcome, Daniel. Hello. <laughs> Dave, so nice to hear from you. How, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, thanks, Daniel. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what's happened since the last time we last time we spoke, but I've got a little bit of news, actually. Do, okay, okay, yeah. Jump in. Mm. Come on. Give it to me. So I am now a two-app uh, indie developer in the App Store again. Ooh. So I have released video to audio, my little converter. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, we, we have to remember, to remember to put a link into the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, although I'm, I'm being, uh, how can I put it, conservative with my resources. So I've, it's just, um, yeah, the website for it is just lightbeamapps.com slash video to audio. Yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah. But um, no, no more spinning up a domain for every single idea. Like everything can live in, in Lightbeam apps now. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Telemetry deck has like 18 domains or so. <laughs> Brilliant. Telemetry Duck. I'm sure Telemetry you... Duck is one of them. Have you got the uh, rude also, ones as well? Also Telemetry Duck. Telemetry yeah. Duck with an A. Um, I can't think of any other vowels. <laughs> with an I? Um, of course I have that one too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have what the heck is telemetrydeck.com. That's a good one. Yeah. And I have a few misspellings as well. Ah. Like Telemetry Deck. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite fun. Um, must get a little addictive, though. Every time you mistype or see something, you're like, oh, I can register that. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, how has, um, how has video um, to audio been received? Well, this is the thing. I, I, I soft-launched it into the App Store, so I never kind of advertised it on Twitter or Mastodon or anywhere mm -hmm. else um, because... I wanted to see what would happen sort of purely based off of my keywords and SEO, right? Mm -hmm. a, I took a look around and there's, there's hundreds of these little apps and I thought, well, um, I'm going to have a look at keywording. I'm going to see what I can do to kind of kick it off. Um, and what I did is I used an app, uh, by a guy called Matteo who has created an app called Astro. Oh yeah. At Astro is really, really cool because what Astro lets you do is it lets you research keywords. Um, and if for anybody trying to look him up, that's Matteo Spada, S-P-A-D-A. Uh, I'll find the link to, um, to Astro to put in the show notes. But what Astro does, it lets you research keywords by linking it with your um, AdWords login to, to Apple's site. And then mm -hmm. in the app itself, you can see popularity and difficulty of keywords relative to to each other mm -hmm. and so what that let me do is i sort of you know did a bit of a search had a bit of a think about what i thought the keywords would be put in sort of four or five and then the other feature of astro is it gives you suggestions and suggestions were actually quite illuminating because the that showed me things that were next to some of my keywords uh, that seemed like a good idea to have. So I did that. I also applied like an SEO mindset to, well, an ASO mindset rather to my um, entry into the app store itself. So part of the reason the app is called video to audio is because that's 
reasonably keyworded for what it does. Totally. Uh, and I made sure that I, um, I've given it like a, a subtitle afterwards uh, that also is also keyworded. And then with the actual keywords that you list in the comma separated list in App Store Connect, what I've done is I've made sure there's no duplication, that they combine with each other to kind of get a bit of a as big a effect as possible. Um, but the question is, how is it done? <laughs> and um, right. in, in two weeks, I've made uh, six sales now. Oh, so, okay. So it's not like not a runaway success yet. Nah, not yet, not at all. And if anything, it's sort of probably going to have a bit of a a tail on it in a sense of it's just going to sit there and probably chug me over, I reckon, two to three sales a week at most, looking at what's going on at the moment. All um, right. That's fine. Like this this was a, a learning exercise to sort of see what, what would occur. I, I, I have a strong suspicion that doing what I did and then combining it with a proper push, you know, through through the socials, through emailing around everywhere, um, and just trying to get that traction in terms of getting the word out that it is there, I think that would help because I suspect that that hit of people going to the App Store for it may well help elevate it up in Apple's uh, rankings. Right. Um, so maybe I shot myself in the foot by not advertising it in that way. Um, but equally, I know two of those sales have come from friends or family. <laughs> uh, and um, so that still leaves sort of four that have come out of nowhere. So I think we're still in the wait and see sort of phase. And there's, there's other things I can do. I, there's nothing stopping me from um, you know, yelling about it. Uh, and doing that advertising now anyway, just cause it's not like, you know, day one that doesn't stop me from doing that. Uh, and the other thing is, is to take another look at those keywords and try and see if I can kind of optimize any further. Like, is there something I've missed or is there a type of search or category where, um, it may not be as common, but when people hit it, it's spot on for what they're after. Um, Mm-hmm. There, might, there might be some finessing I can do there, but equally crowded market wasn't expecting to see too much to see anything that's come to me that is not friends or family in the last couple of weeks is probably good. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I say I'm not disappointed in it because it was doing nothing sat on my Mac for like, you know, a couple of months after I'd made it. Uh, so this has been very much an exercise in like, well, you know, it's um, at least it's not just bit rotting on my disk, as it were. Um, yeah, but uh, I think going through the process of launching again has been nice. I always like doing that. Um, I hate doing all of the attendant, like spinning up a website, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I went for a template. We discussed it. A few episodes ago, this this um, template that's on GitHub that you can just configure with a YAML file, um, and that's that's been really nice for the landing page. Uh, that saved me a bunch of time, actually. That's, that's that's been quite cool. So, yeah, all in all, bit of a mixed bag. It's not done very well, but again, it wasn't necessarily going to do very well, and uh, the yeah, exercise I've searched, I've searched, for it. I've just good. searched in the App Store for the exact name yeah. of the app and yeah. i'm about like four kilometers down the page yes and exactly it's just not there so i think to have seen 
anything oh, wait, beyond there friends it is. and family. There hey, it is. Okay, cool, cool, like cool. A, about like 30, 30 <laughs> 40 places down. So yeah. Yeah. That's annoying because I, I search for the exact um, name of the app. Yeah. So there's, there's more I can do there, I think, in terms of, of trying to optimize that. I could even try running like search ads and things like that if I wanted to. Uh, mm. But I'm loath to go there too soon. Yeah, um, I hear they're not very effective. I've, I've, yeah. like, it's, it's been a while since, since I ran any for my own apps. Uh, but for me, I didn't really feel an effect. And just the other day, um, the, the people from ATP were talking about that, like it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have that same sort of theory is that I feel like if you tune your ASO, you probably don't need search ads. Right. It's, it's, it's sort of my gut feeling, but that's also based off having ran them in the past and just finding them to be a good way of giving Apple more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right and of course yeah. also the your placement also depends i guess on the number of downloads or users you have yeah and that's kind of chicken and egg problem right because yeah you're way down there so you don't get any users so, you don't so get that's there. that's why i'm wondering if i sort of advertise this and, and actually push it um can i trigger a bit of a a, a push up those ranks right uh Two weeks in now, I've given it as due for um, just seeing what happens and what comes through the net. So I've kind of got a baseline now. If um, if I do that over the next week, then I should be able to sort of see, well, okay, what what effect does that really add? Um, it's all learning at the moment. And one of the reasons for doing it with this app was because the app was a bit of fun, you know, made between uh, my, my two, the last job and the job I'm in now. Well, I had some time off and I wanted to see again, like how lightweight I could make the process of sort of spinning up a site, getting screenshots done, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, it's all just, just learning really like, you know, if I figure that ASO combined with the big push is definitely the way to go on sort of day one, that changes what I will do you know, on future releases of uh, Go VJ that are worth yelling about um, or anything else that I do. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, I just unlocked Pro and the animation is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> like all the confetti and stuff. Did you do that yes. yourself? Uh, sort of. I've used a confetti package uh -huh. that I've then configured to give the animation that I want it to have. Um, so there's a very, very nice Swift package for, for launching confetti. Awesome. Um, and I actually use that in GoVJ as well. So uh, if you if you subscribe or you as for monthly or annual, or if you um, buy the lifetime purchase, then that comes up as well. It actually comes up if you're a previously paid GoVJ user and you restore the app because those people get pro oh, very as cool. well. Yeah. Um, and the message is tuned for all three. So there's a slightly different message for subscribers to lifetime purchase, a slightly different message um, to those for previous purchases as well. Mm -hmm. like I say something along the lines of thank you for supporting GoVJ from the start to the, the older ones. Uh, so yeah. And, and it, it, um, it does a little vibration when it pops up as well. So it's sort of, you, you kind of feel the confetti when it goes off. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, and that, that um, is after you've unlocked the app, obviously, and you've bought something. But uh, the 
other thing is, is it then sits forever on the settings menu. So if you go to that, that settings menu, it should now say mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and thanking you very much for your purchase. That is really nice. And wow, I've just seen that come through on um, Revenue CACs. I've got RC kits <laughs> running on my Mac. Nice one. Thank you, Daniel. Oh, pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, the, the thank you is a nice little nicety. Um, and then I, I leave that there in the app as well. The only thing I'm missing on both GoVJ and uh, Video to Audio is somewhere encouraging people to rate the app in the settings mm-hmm. menu. That, that's something I need to get in there. Um, I mean, you could just do the, the like, you know, the prompts from Apple. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that as well, but I sort of feel like I'm missing, um, you know, maybe leaving some feedback or ratings on the table by not having it visible as well oh i get this so for people who explicitly search for the button that says rate this app please yeah 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 just just, just leaving it there uh but yeah that's been a whole thing since we last spoke video to audio is out um it's making a few sales um friends and family thank you (laughs) um (laughs) And um, has made a few others as well from outside of that. It's interesting to see see where things come from as well. They've been, you know, reasonably international. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as everything though. There's a, there's a bias, like a couple of from the states, and then um, a couple of from uh, the UK. Uh, there's obviously yourself there in in Germany. Somebody in Thailand, and. Um, yeah, and then I think the others is one in in China, and I can't remember where the other one was. But anyway, it's interesting seeing it all come through. Like, okay, somebody has found this. They're in a country that I don't know somebody in that country, so therefore I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This yeah. is the start. This is the start now. Yeah. Um, what else has happened? I've done two updates to go VJ in that time as well, which. Uh, after going, you know, almost a year without updates when I was in version one, uh, that feels a bit rapid. Two updates in in two weeks, but uh, yeah, that, that's been uh, cool. rapid as in as in bad rapid. Uh well, one of them was a bug fix, so that was very much a yes. I need to get that out into the world now. Uh, but the other one was responding to somebody's feature request as well, which mm-hmm. was quite sweet. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I had somebody who uh, messaged me and said, hey, when I load my videos into this app, uh, I can't tell what their file names are. Because what I had is I have a grid that just shows you the videos that you've loaded into the files um, as as thumbnails. And they sort of said, well, the trouble is a lot of my loops, like my video loops that I mix within when I'm VJing and doing this sort of video mixing, they look the same. You know, I'm based on thumbnails, mm-hmm. so I need the file name as well. Uh, I, I thought about this, and the initial reaction was very indie developer, I guess, in some ways, in the sense <laughs> of I, I sort of thought, I like it the way I made it. Thank you. Um, and I, I thought about it, and I was like, actually, they've got a good point. And what would it take me to just give them that option? And two hours later, I had an update for them. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Yeah. But that's also very indie developer Yes, yeah, exactly. When I'd assessed it and it's kind of gone, right, this doesn't actually take me too much time. It took longer than I initially assumed, which is the bane of developers everywhere, um, because I decided to reorganize my settings menu as well. 
<laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I reasoned that having two things you can toggle with this addition, because I wanted to make it an option, mm-hmm. then meant that the settings menu is going to get top heavy with options rather than the things I want people to land on, like upgrading. Mm. Uh, so I made a general option in settings, which then gives you the toggleable stuff when you go into it. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so GoVJ has this setting. I know at least one person is using it. Um, and they were very happy. So, uh, that's, that's a good news story for me, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, like half of the fun is really making people happy with your app, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After I've made myself happy with it, that that's, that's the next best thing. Um, and I'm supposed to say, you know, making my users happy is the primary objective or whatever, but with GoVJ, it's, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I mean, everybody should be happy, really. We're living, we're living in dark times. Yeah. So, being, like, being get happy, your happiness, get your happiness where you can. Being happy is an act of rebellion, I reckon, Daniel, these days. If you can't, if you can't make your own serotonin, um, starboard is fine. All of that, all of that. But, uh, yeah. How, how have things been going on your side? Um, in a minute, but first I want to know how is Toot SDK doing? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So Toot SDK for anybody who hasn't listened to previous episodes is a project between me and a person called Constantin, who uh, we are building this SDK that lets you connect to Mastodon and other Fediverse instances eventually as well. It connects to Pleroma already. Um, But it allows a developer to just drop it in their app um, and be able to spin up um, the URLs needed to go and uh, to authorize and collect an authorization token. And then after that, the SDK provides lots and lots of um, functions and calls to go and retrieve that data, mm-hmm. which essentially means that you can build a client on top of it very quickly. That's the idea. So you can drop our client object into your app, do the the dance for the authorization, and then after that, whatever your app needs to do in terms of like, you know, you're going to want to show somebody's feed, make posts, whatever it, it does, um, you can use the SDK. Right. So Really cool stuff. Yeah, and the idea behind this is, is sort of twofold. So one is that we were both building this out ourselves in our own apps anyway. So it made sense to sort of pull the effort. Um, the other side of it is, is that we'll be able to help the community and get new apps off the ground quicker. But what I'm hoping is, is that as all of this sort of continues to evolve, that other developers within the community will help us support new features and that sort of thing as well. So, you know, we put it out there and we get that, that sort of virtuous cycle of people um, submitting code and, and, and helping us keep it going too. I mean, that's, that's the hope of all open source, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's nearly ready. We've, we've been, we've been nearly ready for about a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think we're going to actually release it probably potentially even if not by the time this episode is out, probably shortly after. Awesome. Yeah. So we I love this idea. The, oh, thank you. Uh, it made sense. We were talking and we were like, we're not competitors in this. We've, we've both got different ideas for uh, our client apps. 
And actually, the more client apps, the merrier, like right. Mastodon and the Fediverse is very much in that zone right now. Totally. Like everybody, uh, like everybody seems to be like building their own client right now. Yeah. And why reinvent the wheel all the time when you can give them like a, a stable base so they can, um, like these developers can concentrate on their user interfaces, on their yep. interaction models and stuff like that and iterate on that stuff faster because like all of Mastodon is basically community driven. So it makes sense yes. to make this community driven also because this is like open source just out of the goodness of your heart, right? Like you have no commercial interest in this project. No, not at all. I mean, you know, when I make my own app on top of it, I will be selling that, mm -hmm. but that's, that's fine, right? That that's up to me and that's a valid use of the, the SDK. Um, and on that note, we have specifically made it, I think it's a BSD three license. Mm hmm. Uh, which is commercially permissive. You're not required to submit source codes back or anything like that. So there's no GPL concerns if people do want to make commercial apps on top of it. And that's awesome. purposeful. Um, yeah. You know, we, neither of us want to be, be forced to, to um, put our own private code out there into the world unless we want to. You know, I mean, there's, a, there's another aspect of that where some apps in the community will do that just to prove that the app doesn't do anything awful. And I, and I respect that, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, no, we've licensed it as, as permissively as we think we can. And, uh, the, the other side for developers who may be listening and thinking, oh, that sounds good, uh, is we've made it almost entirely async await where it makes sense to do so. I love that. Yeah. It's the future. So if you're not into async await, it's probably not the SDK for you. Um, but if you are. Uh, yeah, we're pretty opinionated on that, and it's doing all of that already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, very good. And then and and, I mean, um, yeah, we're sorry. also making it work with uh, Linux and Vapor as well. Oh, that's nice. I can yeah. um, I can write a I add a add a um, Mastodon client to the telemetry X server. You you could <laughs> if you wanted to, um, or you know, there's other uses. Creating uh, GitHub actions could be one. For example, you could have a, a Linux Swift runner that receives your access token as a secret and can then go and do X, Y, or Z for you. Very um, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, actually, for telemetry deck, you could have that as part of your release automation that it toots totally every time there's a. A release has gone live in the repo. Totally. Yeah. Um, just just a reminder to to be able to run networking code on Swift. Never forget to import CF networking, but only behind a gate that says if Linux. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because that always bites me. Like it compiles fine on my Mac and then I push it to the server and the server says, What is this? I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but uh With with this SDK, I'm I'm hopeful it's going to allow more people than us to get started. That's mm -hmm. the the big hope. Uh, but beyond that, you know, it's already a base that I can be building my my next app idea on top of. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, and and I've not started that yet. I've deliberately not been building my client mm -hmm. just yet. So uh, I, I can see that with two SDK, we'll have this version one. I'll start building my client out. Um, as will Constantine if he's not already. And we will then probably for version 1.1 or 2 or whatever, um, that feedback of, of us dog fooding it with our apps is going to kick in. 
Uh, so I think there'll be, there'll be things we add because we found them necessary. Uh, right. Oh, what I will say is that doesn't mean we've not been testing it. We've got a, a pretty functional example app that does all the different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be a good jumping on point for people to go, okay, how do I display my feed? How do I view a post? How do I, you know, edit a post or, or delete or favorite or whatever. We've got a demo for all of that. So yeah, it's, it's, that's been fun. It's been a lot of fun actually bringing that together. Uh, although I did, I did have to create a new user on my Mastodon instance. Oh no. Uh, I don't know if you uh, saw that, but no, it's, it's good. It's good because I, I created test at social.davidgarrywood.com <laughs> because as I was making posts and testing this out, I realized I was spamming all of my followers. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah that doesn't that doesn't make sense yeah no, that's not cool um i mean people enjoyed seeing something was happening i think but uh it was gonna get old very fast so yeah if you look at the test account you can see all these like random gobbledygook posts that i've made <laughs> <laughs> do you have like um do you have like a um, a tiny um test messages you repeat all the time or it's just, just like the mashing on the keyboard both <laughs> okay yeah constantine by the way is constantine at uh, m dot i am constantine dot eu that's right on Macedon. yes yes indeed we'll link him in the in the show note I've, i've already said a few things to link in the show notes but we'll uh we'll definitely do that um yeah i'm looking at my post there and, and um i actually locked the account you probably can't see it and uh Yeah, it's just test scheduled nine, test seven, test six, test five, test blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> test like, some It's always the HTML. same. At the beginning, at the beginning you, you do like, you're doing like the elaborate fun testing messages. And then yeah. when you're knee deep in the debug debugger and it's like test message number 417, it's just like. Blah, blah. Yeah. Or, you know, four letter words of just work. <laughs> just effing work. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, it's come together well. We've had some reference things to look at, actually. So Metatext has a, uh, is an app and is open source, and it provided a very good window into some of the, ah, okay, that's one way of doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's know, good. We, yeah, we, I mean, we didn't, um, we've not implemented it like Metatext, actually, but uh, it's been good to have that to look at and other, other things that are similar as well. So, But honestly, once we laid down our structure, it was actually more of a case of going through the Mastodon um, reference itself and just implementing the calls, you know, once we got our data model down and, and how we wanted the async await stuff to work as well. Uh, a thing I'm really happy with it is we've got streaming sequences for Ooh, nice. your home feed and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So you can you can use those and then any any time that the call is made to refresh the user's home feed, they just update. And and anything that's kind of um, subscribed to that will then receive that data. So, yeah, that's that's quite a nice mechanism. Very nice. Um, so how like how much code is there in the in Toot SDK? Is it like is it like tiny or is it just like um Oh, I have not checked for lines of code or anything like that. Um, 
Yeah, but to me, it feels like it's a small to medium project, to be honest. All right. Yeah, it's not gargantuan. I think it will become bigger, obviously, over time with different mm-hmm. things. Um, and we've split stuff up as well. So things are, if I look at the client, we've got um, like six files at the moment representing the client and their you know, base class with then extensions for the different things that can be done. And so, yeah, it, it's it's not actually that big. Um, but even, a lot of this, even better. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of this was down to, you know, like I say, just figuring out the data model and how we wanted to do the sort of subscription side of things and that sort of stuff. Uh, eventually, there's going to be a lot of things under the hood that sort of just make life easier as well. So the the post text that you get back from Mastodon is in HTML. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> And um, excuse me, <laughs> so um, I like I just sent Dave an, an iMessage that said that that just quoted him back saying it's not actually that big. Oh God, that's got to be and in the show title now. I am, you. I uh, am like in my mind, I'm just 13, yeah, and yeah, I apologize yeah. to everyone because <laughs> yeah, I'm a horrible person. No, that's great. I think that's our show title. <laughs> it's not actually that big. Um, but with all these things, I've been reliably told, I believe, that uh, it's it's how you use it. And the SDK is definitely going to be quite quite usable. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to to see what it does to the ecosystem. Like too bad too bad that um that um tap bots have already started working on, on Ivory. Because yeah. like they could probably have like profited or benefited from that exactly yeah although you know i think they'll blaze their own their own trail there because they've got all their own ways of of setting stuff up based off their previous clients but uh yeah it's interesting that they're going to have an app i think that's really cool oh yeah Um, every day i reload the beta page but it's always like four yeah I'm, i'm not actually a fan of the uh the name because I really dislike the ivory trade and what that does to elephants. Yeah, I had I had the same thought actually. Like, um, yeah, it feels like the word ivory is like associated with basically killing anim- animals <laughs> or elephants yeah, yeah. In, that, in that case. Um, but I kind of like that it's not something with the word "toot" in it because that's like <laughs> that's like a bit overdone. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, you're but right for the SDK. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's fine. But like for an for an app. Like there's, yeah. like there's like two apps that are co- or three apps that are called Toot, I think. Like one with two yes. O's, one with three O's, one with two O's and an exclamation mark. Yeah, and there's going to be one, the with, one with five, you know, in another month. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the fact it's uh, it's its own thing and it's not um, it's not Toot in the in the name. I think that is good, but uh, no, it's been good to see them get on board with it. It's a rapidly growing ecosystem because of all the stuff we've talked about before, you know, people escaping Twitter and everything else, but it does need new apps. It needs, it needs that ecosystem to make it really unlock for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Totally. Like no shade against the existing apps. Like if you are right now making a Mastodon app, you're a great person and you're awesome. And actually, write me an email because like it will give you like free telemetric stuff or something. Um, but um, 
what really would would improve my my quality of life on Mastodon is just like having the exact same user interface that I that I used to have when I was using Tweetbot. Yep, and just use that for for Tweetbot. So what I'm what I'm seeing here as well as like you know, multiple apps means freedom of choice, which I think is great. But also it means you can settle into the one that is the most like the default experience you want to have. Right. But where there are things that the other apps do that you like, there's nothing stopping you from flipping into those as well. Exactly. And it's just like a an ecosystem of experimentation and stuff like that. Yeah. And like do you remember like early stage Twitter, like before yeah. they closed the APIs and everything? There was like a lot of Twitter clients. And yep. it was kind of the kind of like the same thing. Like they were all experimenting one of them invented uh pull to refresh i think that was, that was like by lauren brichter right i can't remember their name but yeah it, it was tweety was, uh, was the yeah then like then we had tweetbot which is to this day my favorite twitter client yeah um we had uh i think quote tweets were no not not some some twitter features were actually invented by third party clients just yeah. because they had the the space to uh to just Imp- improvise and try out new things without having the burden of being the official app. What I remember with uh, Tweety is that it was bought by Twitter. Oh yeah, and it became the official Twitter app for Mac. Yes, and I, th- I think the um, the application bundle thing? may may still share that name. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But um, no, we, it does remind me of those early days, and there was, there was a lot of energy about that, and a lot of a lot of good stuff about it because people were just playing and, and seeing what fit. And I think with with Mastodon and Fediverse, that's what's going on at the moment. It's uh, it's still quite inaccessible, I think, for a lot of mainstream at times. Oh, yeah. There's there's still that friction. Uh, but what I'm seeing more and more is that people are pushing through and then landing and sort of going, well, hey, I'm here now. What now, guys? You know? <laughs> um, and then right. I'm seeing them find their community as well, which is quite sweet. You know, by the time I see that in my feed, it's actually because somebody's boosted them and then people are going, hey, you know, join us. And there's all the niceties of sort of people finding their, their place at the table, as it were. Right. Uh, um yeah, really enjoying that side of it at the moment. Whereas logging <laughs> back going, into yeah. logging back into the other site is just it is the I've got pizza, the room is burning meme. <laughs> it feels from, like to from me. community. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't post a lot on either right now. But yeah, I totally get what you mean. And I really hope that um that just like over time Mastodon will be more palatable to like the the non-nerds yep or the or the less computer nerdy i mean you can nerd about like most most of everything um because yeah if if those hurdles are like kind of knocked down one by one then like it will it it might become like um like its own thing and that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah for sure and you know i think even if it isn't the next thing as it were even this sort of you know it's a blip and it dies a very quick death or whatever uh i think it will still provide a basis for sort of some of what may come after it you know yeah i get that 
there's there's limits to the protocol. There's things that probably do need to be changed or iterated on. There's aspects of end-to-end um, security isn't there in terms of like encrypting your your direct messages. So that's that's an issue for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's lots of stuff that is there that could be a lot better. And you know, as a dev, obviously that's exciting, right? That's that's options for us to fix. Um, but if the timing's not there for the the community, then it may well you know fall flat. Um, but I think, like I say, it will at least inform what happens next, and it's it's kind of really cool to be part of that. Yeah, it is. It is very cool to be part of that. And I, I mean, I, I can, I can think, I can, I think maybe it's just going to be like, um, it might just be like a developer thing, you know, like, oh yeah, all the, all the iPhone developers are on Mastodon or something, but that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think that there is going to be an element of that, you know, certain communities are going to be very discord based or wherever it is they land that sort of makes most sense for them. And then other communities will be mastered on instance based you know that that's, mm-hmm. that's where the majority of us ended up and and i think we will see some of that that kind of um fragmentation is probably the wrong word um mm-hmm. because it's kind of fragmentation but it's also consolidation right it's it's a bit like um going back to using forums in some ways um in that sense of the ios community that i see building up you know, there's a couple of key instances. People have, are going to those uh, to mark themselves as, as part of the iOS community. And then those interactions, it does very much remind me of like you know, visiting a forum and finding all my people that were involved in that subject. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool too. Totally. But Daniel, uh, we are way into the show and I haven't asked you how you're doing on your side and what's been going on in your world. <laughs> okay you you're right um hang on so um to set the scene i am wearing like i i'm like i'm like wearing a lot of a lot of clothing and on top i'm wearing a blanket and i have a very um cute cat on ah. on my lap does that indicate it's cold <laughs> because the heating is out oh it has been out for days Oh no! It's uh, currently third, uh, thirteen degrees centigrade in my room. I have no clue what that's in red. Thirteen? No idea. I know that's cold though. Celsius is fifty-five Fahrenheit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of sucks. It's very frustrating. <laughs> but I have <laughs> hot wine. Well, it's all actually cold right now. But like, um, I don't know. Us Germans drink that in the winter time. Yeah, like especially pre-Christmas. It's like oh, mulled wine, wine mulled with like wine, yes. spices um, and and like orange juice and stuff like that. Yeah. So I made myself a hot cup of that, and that's been keeping me warm. So that's pretty cool. Nice. And I've been writing very, um, very frank emails to them to the building administrators, and I'm hoping that's like they're they're, they're saying they're they're doing their best to to fix this. Right. Well, that's uh, that sucks. I'm sorry that you're uh, you're cold. Over there, that's uh, yeah, an uh, absolute opposite of what we're experiencing at the moment <laughs> yeah, in Wellington. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I've been, I've actually been too hot lately, so <laughs> that's the the hemispheres. Oh, I, should, 
I should beam myself over to you. Like I've been, I've been daydreaming about just like um, flying off to a warm part of the world for just a month or so, just like recharge the the warmth batteries, basically. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like probably, probably at some point. Oh, that'd be good. Um, but other than that, I have been incredibly. Um, I don't want to say productive, but like um, maybe productive is the right word. <laughs> um, I've been, I've been, uh, especially last week, I had a lot of time because Lisa, Lisa, my co-founder, was ill, which is not good. But it made it made a lot of meetings that we had with other third parties. Um, it just made them be canceled or they were moved mm -hmm. to this week. And yeah. so last week was like one of those weeks where I just can't code all week long. And that was, that was like amazing. And I, I kind of finished a huge amount of stuff that I've been like, that, that I've been half finished for, for months or weeks. Yeah. And, um, for, for telemetry deck. And that's been amazing. Like, um, basically, um, the thing I'm most proud of is the thing that no one can really understand, which is um, our query language now supports intersection. So this is a set mathematics thing. Yeah. So imagine you have the, the 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 set of users who are using your app last August, and then yeah. you have the set of users who are using your app right now. You can get those those two sets, and you can count them. Of course, you can say like, oh, yes. yeah, in August we had ten thousand users, and now we have twelve thousand users. Yep. Um, but with intersection, you can like take to those two sets, and I can, uh, and you can tell like which of the users who were there in August are also here now, and then you can count those, and that's amazing uh -huh. because then it tells you your retention, like how loyal are people to your app. And yes. it can also like this is also the missing pieces piece for funnels, which is which are this other thing in analytics that is really super important, which is yes, um, like for example, imagine in your app your app has an onboarding screen or like number of onboarding screen. The first the first one says hi, and the second one says this is app name app name, and the third one says please register or whatever, and um. All of them have little X buttons maybe or whatever. So you can, with intersections, you can construct a chart that tells you like, okay, 100% of people landed in the first screen because they had no other choice. And then of those, um, I don't know, 80% went onto the second screen. And then yep. of those, only 30% went to the third screen. And so, um, and you can do this with, do this with these intersections. And that's really helpful because this means that you can see, you can look at your, your processes, like for example, the onboarding, but also like sales processes or like your whole app basically. Yeah. And tell like, where is it? Like, where are you using, are, are you losing the most users? That's awesome. Yeah. And of course, not everything. And like, not like you can do. And so now with the, this intersection operation that we now support, you can construct all these these queries to the data. It it doesn't like there's no proper like really cool user interface for this yet. So like I have a few pre-made charts that I show on the on the front page. Yeah. Um but uh it's not like it's not as if um <laughs> it's not as if like the the whole like you can like, click together a funnel yet, but that's like one of the next goals. But this has been a huge step. So this has been really important and I'm Clicking. super proud of it. 
clicking together funnels is exactly what I want to be able to do. So right. you and everyone else, like, I know. Um, <laughs> like uh, I want to see like, so like half of the support mail is just like, Hey, are you doing funnels yet? Yes. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will get your support mail um, a bit more uh, right quiet for you right. once that's all landed. So, um, so yeah. So what I've did was, um, and I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do this more regularly now is, um, I thought I, I was like, I, I was trying to write a blog post about this new feature. And then I thought, wait, I've been working on various user interface related things and those are now finished. And I have like a few other like, um, behind the scenes updates and those are finished. Maybe I should just package them all into one blog post. And so, and then I thought, wait, how about I just give this blog post a version number? And I was like, Hey, like this is telemetry deck version 2022 12. Ooh. And so I kind of branded it all together. Uh, I put a link in the show notes and mm-hmm. uh, in our shared note to yeah, the yeah. blog post that I wrote. Um, and I made like a nice little graphic for on, on top, which is kind of inspired by Apple's bento box style feature slides. Yeah. Even though it's not as pretty, but. I'm still oh, kind of cool. proud of proud of it. Um, yeah, that's really and, cool. Yeah, just like just like went through the features, and those features have been appearing for for a while. So that's awesome. I love the bento box kind of approach yeah. as well. So like, it's not as if these features are just like were just released all right now, but but like I want to like uh ask people to to see them you know like i want to yeah. like, take people's attentions and like hey the, this is everything that's been that's news ever like in the last few weeks or months that's lovely i really really like that that's um that's good to see so yeah so that's been cool and then i ran into various annoyances with the charting library that we use yeah and i like like i don't know at some point the there were too many straws on my camel mm-hmm. and um i've decided to research uh with my buddy and coworker flow and i've decided to research new uh, charting libraries and i'm right. i'm currently running a prototype actually that is like ported to apache e-charts okay uh which seems to be to me the most promising free charting library that I found uh, for yeah. for JavaScript. And it looks really cool, but the whole like format of how it wants data formatted is like completely um opposite of what I've what I've been doing for the previous <laughs> charting library. So I don't know oh. if I wanna I wanna port everything right now. The, yeah. Right now right now it's just a prototype for a few chart types, but not all of them. Um but yeah. It's <laughs> a shame we can't just use Swift charts on the web. Oh, I wish. I wish. Well, that's the other thing. Like people have been asking, like, hey, when is the telemetry deck iPhone app actually being released? Because it's been on test flight for about yeah. 14, 14 billion years. And at some point um I have to sit down on my butt and just port all, all of it to Swift UI charts and then release it as a proper app. Uh but like there's so much so much else to do. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like kicking it down the road, but it's open source. So if someone else wants to take the code and update it to Swift UI charts, uh, I will be eternally grateful. But yeah, probably have to do it myself. Ah, oh. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing too too many side projects, I think, at the moment yeah. to, to jump on the air myself. But uh, if anybody's listening and wants to have a play with uh, some Swift, Swift UI charts, that that could be a, a thing. Um, yeah, telemetry deck slash telemetry viewer is the project on GitHub. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that's basically saying we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's basically what's been going on with me. Um, oh. I know like short, short updates and, but like, yeah, read the blog post. It's been a lot of work, but I yep. don't want to like, just like, like talk about all the features now because like I'm proud of them and everything, but it's too much. And fair. That's fair. this is uh, not a visual medium. So it's, it's hard for the listeners anyway. Oh. Well, Daniel, on that note, I think I'm actually going to have to go. I've got a busy day approaching me here on this site, on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we will link that up and in the uh, show notes. And awesome. then uh, anybody who wants to go straight from the show to reading that, I recommend it. I think that would be a good read. But uh, yeah, Daniel, be- before we go, right? Where where can people find you online? All right. Um, you can find me on Mastodon at daniel at social.telemetrydeck.com. Yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at break the system, but that is kind of unused and has been for months yeah. or weeks at least. And you can also find telemetry deck at what the heck is telemetrydeck.com. <laughs> Brilliant. For me, um, I am david gary wood at social.davidgarrywood.com um, and you can find all about my apps at lightbeamapps.com awesome yeah everyone buy dave's app <laughs> audio <laughs> to least, video yeah or at least audio to it. video two as to not as letter as number two and then scroll down way down until you see the name dave wood yeah and then buy that one and rate it <laughs> rate it five stars thank you all right uh, have a brilliant day uh, i'm yep. gonna get some more mulled wine now i think that sounds like a very good option and uh yeah and a cat cushion <laughs> exactly and maybe a like um, a heated blanket or something oh. well stay warm stay safe and i'll catch you again next time daniel you too bye